what one town council did that ought to have you looking very closely at your own. And is it Target's idea or is it yours? Hmm, coming up. My name is Susan Hamilton. And I'm Larry Cordcamp. And we'd like to extend a warm welcome to our new national audience on Traverse TV. To our 6 million viewers, including 70,000 hotel rooms throughout Central Florida and everyone from Tampa to South Carolina, we're excited to meet you and we invite you to follow us on Rumble Channels where you can access all our news links for your own study, just like everyone else. Please leave us your comments, give us a rumble, and share with your friends. You know, a couple of years ago when all this pandemic stuff started, it got, it got pretty crazy out there and uh, a lot of people started buying stuff at home and that really hasn't shut down a whole lot. People still have ordered really more hasn't. now than they, they ever as well, have. Didn't they? Yeah. You know, we got used to that pretty fast. Mm -hmm. so, uh, uh, so the big box stores obviously benefited from that faster and maybe longer because they had the uh, the infrastructure maybe to support that mm -hmm. so Walmart for instance I noticed that Walmart their sales are up so we're we're having trouble finding certain things that's at, at good prices for ourselves eggs are way up and a lot of the, the consumer goods but stores like Walmart they're really benefiting even though it sounds contrary you would think that because we have all these shortages or whatever that the stores would be down but I noticed Walmart sales are up. They're like up, what, 7% in some cases? Well, you know, and they always have been. And there's the, the, they can offer, they benefit from having such a large inventory and storehouse capacity and, and, and shipping and all of that, that they can really handle, they can weather some of this stuff a lot, a lot faster. And it's one of the things that gets me thinking when I'm always talking about shopping local, shopping local and making sure we're paying attention to those mom and pop shops that really don't have that kind of infrastructure. They couldn't possibly, you know, deal with that. When their, their shipping is very different, their inventory, what they keep on site is very different and how quickly things, which is actually to your advantage a lot of times. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how this all you shapes know, I up. Hate to, I hate to think deviousness about all these things, but it just makes you wonder because I'm I'm somebody who really tries to shop local, but I also don't have a I don't have a lot of time to do that. So the idea of going to two, three, four stores to just complete a shopping list is really not desirable. No, for me. but it's really important, and more and more I'm seeing toy stores. Remember, I've I've complained about that to you yeah, many times yeah. that you can't you know how where else do you buy toys? But there ought to be something else. So where is the local business owner uh, that offers toys so that we are not limited simply to Walmart if we want to shop local and bring our business right down to that zip code level? I wonder level. if these shortages are not benefiting, if they're not benefiting these large global conglomerates and actually make it very difficult for these smaller stores. Shortages like so, what, eggs? Well, anything. So no. if I'm going to go out and go shopping and, and my wife dutifully gives me my list that I'm supposed to go out and get all these subjects, but if I've got 
20 things on my list and this store only has three of them, that means I gotta go someplace for the, the other 17. And then that store only has two or three. And then if I realize that Walmart has 19 out of 20, I'm gonna end up shopping at Walmart. So it, it, it is driving business towards these larger conglomerates. And, and is that in turn fueling the shortages for the other stores? So if I'm a, a supplier or a manufacturer, Mm, it makes am, more sense. Am to, I supplying? Yeah. Am I making sure that Walmart is satisfied with their orders before I fill the orders? Maybe a smaller location because I can get more consistency from Walmart. I, I'm just. It makes you just wonder what's happening. I just in all the the issues that are going on with suppliers and all these shortages to see that Walmart sales are up. It just is counterintuitive. And it's quite a bit up, as a matter of fact. Quite and and the online sales, even on the global side, yeah. is way, way up. Uh, but, you know, how's Target doing? Well, and, and this article here was really interesting to me because it's kind of talking about maybe some of these things we were just alluding to with, with Walmart. So in this article, Target was actually uh, profiting from a small business owner that was right here in Texas. She had an idea for a clothing line. And as she'd begun selling the clothing line, it was actually a popular one. And suddenly she notices similarities between her line and a new line that Target uh, debuted. And in fact, it was so similar, it was identical, and she sued Target. And it was a long battle for her. It, uh, according to the article, it took her several years, but she... And that's something because she ended up walking away from ten million that she would that they were going to settle for it for well, they a didn't one. Disclose, they didn't disclose what they were going to settle. They oh. were going to settle. She sued them for ten million. Oh, that's not but the way she I read was it. awarded one million at the end of a court case. Yeah, quite a big difference. That's yeah. what got my attention. Yeah. Is it changed quite a bit? But these these cases typically don't go to court. They settle out of court because nobody wants to fight. The huge conglomerate. It's so expensive. So expensive to do, and and quite frankly, you don't often win. But in this case, there was enough some similarities that were unique to her line that the judge and the jury found in her behavior, in her benefit, in her side. They agreed with her that it was obvious that Target had in fact copied her line to profit from that. And she was not benefiting from that as a small business owner. So it was very heartwarming for me to see a, a small business owner win. And maybe we told, you know, taught Target a lesson. Maybe the next time they're not going to do that. But we see this all the time. Yeah. I was pointing out earlier, when you go into Walmart and you see Tylenol, right next to the Tylenol bottle is the Equate brand, right? And it says right up in the corner, compare to Tylenol extra strength. I don't think they should be able to benefit from the Tylenol brand doing the advertising, putting in the work, and Walmart just to get to come in and copy everything. Larry, can I can I pose a, a question? Hmm. Is it possible because they buy the shelf space? Is it possible that the same company makes both of them? Oh, it's not only possible; it's probable. But that makes perfect buying, sense. But I'm saying, they can't lose. But I'm saying no, they can lose because. Walmart is in direct competition with the brand name. Unless the brand name has got to just say to themselves, "Well, if I don't, if I'm not there on the shelf, I'm going to lose out all the." Unless the brand name is making it f specifically for them, and that's their own arrangement. If they're doing a white label, in other words, what you're saying sure. for Equate, so sure, sure, because they're so they're they're, they're benefiting either, either way. way. Could be, could be. Certainly would make more sense to me to do that <laughs> because it happens on every brand. So maybe that's the theory between 
because it's not just Walmart, obviously, it's Kirkland brand for Costco, it's uh, so many that are copying the brand names, and we as consumers, we buy the knockoff thinking we're getting the same product at a better price. Yeah, so, it's, uh, yeah if they're benefiting from both, I would like to think that. Well, it's food for thought. We'll be right back. Move freely, America, without medical restrictions or penalty. Without medical freedom legislation in place, our rights and freedoms are one vote away from being dissolved. Move freely, America, with one voice, without fear of retribution, achieving a common goal, medical freedom. We the people make our voices heard by connecting with state legislators and engaging a constitutionally compliant medical bill of rights for all citizens. Individually, change is improbable, but as an aggregate, attainable. It's time to act with one voice. My voice. And my voice. And my voice. And my voice. To protect our freedom, creating one voice that cannot be ignored. This requires your voice, too. Move Freely America. Go to movefreelyamerica.org to find a chapter near you. Plug in, donate, and help our legislators defend our God-given rights under the Constitution. Move Freely America. My voice. And my voice. And together with your voice, we're one voice that cannot be ignored. Donate today. Movefreelyamerica.org. Hi, welcome to Heroes in Action. I'm Ray Almanac, founder and creator of this training system. I originally made it so that everyone can train for free. We have programs for kids, for women, families, and businesses. I'm an author, speaker, and educator on everything that has to do with violence and bullying prevention education. If you'd like more information about who we are and what our programs are, please go to our website at heroesinaction.us or give me a call if you have any questions at 727-314-2534. We hope to see you here to train. To the Health Engineer Show, I'm Kurt Buchley, the Health Engineer, right here on the Health Engineer. Hi, I'm Larry Kurt Hi, my name is Susan Hamilton and you're watching Off the... Hi, this is Doreen Milano. Welcome to the Guide to Small Business, where we will be talking to Terry Arjala. So the last remaining GOP Federal Trade Commissioner resigns and accuses the chair of abusing power. So what does this have to do with you? You know, what is a FTC, right? Federal Trade Fe Commission. Federal Trade... So our last stories involved Walmart, not organization. Right? Yeah. Walmart, mm -hmm. it involved Target, and all those actually fall under the Federal Trade Commission. It's all about business and trade in America and how that deals not only with American uh, issues, but also how we deal with them on a, on a global basis as well. Well, this uh, last resignation, so it's interesting just to preface this, that this is a five-member commission, and three of those members were appointed by President Trump, and everyone's gone now. This was the last remaining conservative on, on the board. Um, and the resignation comes as the FTC launched antitrust campaigns targeting big companies like Lockheed Martin and Meta. Uh, so all, uh, FTC is going, hey, wait a minute, Lockheed Martin and Meta both Texas, right? Mm. Right here. Um, there's a problem. And uh, now in the midst of all of this, uh, this, our conservative, instead of saying, I have a problem with the way you guys are doing stuff, she said, you guys are, 
you know, she she really felt like she wasn't being. Um, and we know that like there was hurt. abuse of power. So right, that was what right. she's claiming. There's abuse of power there. So she left. She left. Yeah, which is sad for us. I mean, it's it's we needed to have at least a dissenting you know vote. We don't like anything, regardless of what side you're on. We don't like anything where we don't have at least some semblance of both sides of a, of a question going on. And in this very important uh, uh, commission that's on here, we're, we now only have one side of the vote. So in this particular case, the, uh, the chairman of this is a big Facebook person, big meta. meta. Well, she's virtual reality. So yeah. at her company does, what she does is directly involved. And she didn't recuse herself nope. out of this scenario. Uh, and now we just kind of look the other way. Yep. We, went, we went, hey, let's just not look at what's going on there, folks. But I really would have, would have hoped that uh, uh, Ms. Wilson, Christine Wilson, as the only remaining voice on there, I wish she'd have stuck it out. I wish she'd have gotten, you know, at least we could have some representation on this commission as it is now we have none. Uh, so we're gonna really, how are we gonna have a watchdog effect over the FTC with now there's no dissenting vote on there? No, I think it's time to watch it. And you know, the FTC, just remember the, the WTO, the World, or the, um, World, World Trade. Trade Organization. Yep. <laughs> you know, those are the, when it comes to trade, they're the reasons why we've got the situation we have with our, with meat and with our, the supplies even of food. So yep. we've got to pay attention to what's going on in trade today, and I urge you all to take a real close look at that. And because what, what, it, what it hints at, anytime we get one of these uh, boards, commissions, uh, departments, where it's all one side, regardless of whichever side that is, where it's all one side, we have no, as we said, no conversation back and forth. That is our government's checks and balances system. And that needs to go through all levels of management within our country. And in this case, we have, um, we've pointed out before where small towns can actually carry big weight. We, we did a story not that long ago on a small town council that only had five members, and they prevented us in South Dakota. They prevented a major Chinese conglomerate from building something in their area because they didn't want that influence there. They thought that that was not something that they wanted to do. This story might show us the opposite side. This is another small town council, but in this case, it's, it's I think more of a, uh, an example how our big business, big government, um, how these arrangements are made, which how is what, arrangements are because made it, it's not quick, yeah, right? You think yeah. that when, boom, you hear about this on, on uh, state media and you think, wow, this just happened. Well, that's not actually what happened. Um, so, for instance, 2015? Actually, this story goes way back. Yeah, several years. Actually, goes back to almost 2001 when it starts. But it's, it's about this... Uh, it's about this building craze in America on data centers. So there's, they're like top three states. One is Virginia's number one. Texas is actually in that top three. But in this case, it, uh, it's all about uh, Virginia and they are one of the top places where you build a data center. So the town council uh, decided that they, in this small town, which is next to where most of the data centers are being built, they didn't want this type of facility in their town. They didn't have the infrastructure for it. So. That means they didn't have the sewer system for it, the water system for it. They didn't even have the electrical grid that it's big enough to maintain this type of facility. So the town council said, no, we're not gonna do it. Fast forward to today, 
And an article caught my eye, and I, I, I must confess, it's because the article mentioned Robert Duvall, one of my favorite actors, but apparently he lives in Virginia, and there was a town council meeting, and he actually was one of the speakers, along with a hundred other people. Now, if you go to town hall meetings, you know to get a hundred people there is quite an, quite an accomplishment. Quite an accomplishment, and they were saying, we apparently this is now being brought forth, we don't want this here for the variety of reasons that I just mentioned, but the town council today said, well, thank you for showing up with your vote. Doesn't mean anything because we're approving Amazon in this case for building a data center in our small town. So what was what do you feel like is responsible for the flip? Well, you know, I, we do a lot of investigation here just because we're curious about it, and it caused me to kind of dig a little bit deeper. And I found a lot of things that I didn't like. I didn't I didn't like the fact that in order to bring new power and energy here, it's going to be through a Warren Buffett company that he just recently purchased. Warren Buffett also sits on, has a large stake in Amazon. Amazon also does business with large of major uh, corporations, government businesses. Turns out one of the city council members is on a large government-related government account business, and he's one of the city council members that's new to the city council that helps sway this vote. Well, because this property, dirty stuff, didn't right? they buy the property, and did they actually build the building? They didn't build the building, but they did already put the building under contract, the land under contract, prior to even being okayed by the vote so, by the city council. So something was going on there, wasn't it? So part of the reason we do this and we have this other thing called the briefing is we want you to look behind the headlines, and I thought this was just a good example of What's going on behind the headlines? you got to take a closer look. And um, yes, we'll, we'll, we've got, got more coming up. Multiple streams of income are the local business owner's new protection against inflation. If you enjoy sharing health insights and helping others live their healthiest lifestyle possible, you can create wealth for yourself and your family by doing what you love to do every day. Call 469-939-8933. Discover how to incorporate additional financial revenue into your love of health and wellness and the work you're already doing, using your time wisely and leveraging networks you already work with. Ready to learn more? Join the Wellness Institute's Corolla Broadus, subject of the book, Look Beyond Tomorrow, to help even more people realize their potential and achieve their health goals. Build a side business with products sourced in North America and protect your bottom line. Call 469-939-8933 today. That's 469-939-8933. Call now. How long has it been since you've updated your brand or restocked your promotional items? The more often people see your company logos and taglines, the more often your company comes to mind. That top of mind thinking is exactly what grows businesses and generates revenues. So at Big Feet Creations, I've dedicated my time and talent for over 30 years designing and illustrating print and digital products that people love and remember. Now we're adding website design and audio video editing too. Call Big Feet Creations at 469-450-7350. I'm a big guy, and I've taken big steps to help you grow big. Big Feet Creations, 469-450-7350. Call today. That's 469-450-7350. You know, what was interesting about that last story, Larry, before we went to break, was what were, what was actually being purchased, right? I mean, right. it was all about this giant data center. Di giant data center. So you've got all this. Um, it, it actually takes a lot of space 
You know, I, I know of some companies that actually use data centers large enough that are football field size. Sure. So they're not a small, small thing at all. Well, why is that such a big deal? Because who has the data rules the world and everybody knows it. And in the business world, that's big. It's hard to really get the B2B data, though. I think we hear that uh, across well, the board. Made, the reason that is because they've made some advancements. A lot of that started uh, overseas. They're really curtailing this business of selling my personal data. Yeah. So the fact that I go online does not give them the right to sell my data. If I've got a, a, a fitness watch, they're taking all that data that they're gathering from that and now they're selling that data on the open market to everybody. Well, that wasn't the intent for me to, I gave it to this company, but I didn't really intend for them to sell mm -hmm. it, so they're cutting down on that. Apparently that's making a difference because now you'll notice whenever you go somewhere, there's the thing that pops up immediately and it tells you, how do you want us to handle your data? Do you want to, can we put cookies on there or whatever? And most of us apparently are saying, no, I don't want you to do that. In fact, 70% of us are saying that. So it has really impacted this third-party data market. So it's important. What we've got uh, in the description box below is an article to help you really understand uh, what is the story because third-party cookies are dying and there, there's got to be another way to get information. And right now there is data collector, B2B data collector, Clearbit is expanding its services with a new data activation platform providing real-time access uh, about target audiences, anonymous website visitors. So those of you that think that you can't be seen as an anonymous or when you go incognito, yes, you can. Uh, as a matter of fact, they, they are managing that data. Um, real, and even the known prospects. So you'll have more information uh, in the description box below. Uh, this next story uh, is another data story because uh, the privacy is such a big deal. Well, when you are developing apps, you've got to be approved on the different developer platforms. And now Google is opening a beta test of privacy uh, sandbox in t on Android. So there's a whole privacy sandbox. I think those are really helpful. I love to work inside of a sandbox when I'm creating well, and, something. And all of this is designed to help businesses that were used to being able to acquire all this information. Now they need to rely on most of it that's gathered within their own businesses, their own websites, their own their own data gathering uh, opportunities. So these these companies are uh, attempting to educate and implement new ways, methodologies for them to actually get more out of their own data that they're yeah. collecting and, and not being able to rely on third party. Now they're relying on on themselves, but there's a lot of ways they gather data and, and they certainly do need some Well, you need to test it with privacy for sure. It says advertisers won't be able to track users across apps or websites while users will be able to see what interests Google thinks they have and they're going to remove anything they don't want listed, which is interesting. We're kind of hearing that across the board on many, it, it in really many ways. Is, and a lot of this is data. The other story was about a big data center, but actually the move is away from large data centers. Obviously there's a place for them, but the move today is what we call edge computing and it's all about how do we right now the information that i use here is is thrown through a data center that might be literally many miles away 20 30 miles away or it might be centralized in town so edge computing is how do we get that computing capability closer to the end end user in this case the business that's actually creating that business so the, ed the edge computing industry it involves a lot of different moving pieces, but it's really about how do we get computing power, data accessibility closer to the businesses, which is good. I mean, it's going to provide new, 
new uh, growth opportunities, not only in real estate related issues, but also in um, other ways that we handle that data and massage it. So it's good for business, but I think it's also going to create, you know, there's always the unintended consequence. So now are we going to have to deal with these little mini data centers in our neighborhoods? Well, it says, is it changing the world, right? Yeah. So is this whole thing changing the world? Now, so would you call the, this edge computing, would you call that distributed computing? I think you, so. Is yeah. that the same I thing? I think so. Yeah, yeah that's, that's interesting. Uh, the world is changing, and it's going to be really, really important to make sure that uh, you're and, tuned in. And how it affects your daily life yeah. in, in, in a number of ways. We talk about autonomous cars, yeah. right? How the car is going to drive. And, and some of this is going to, in order for those cars to navigate, they need access data. to, yeah, this data sharing data, between data. themselves. So it's all about data. So we need to have m more closely approximated centers for all this mass communication to take effect and to become more useful for us. So. Well, one thing that's interesting about even social media, because so much data is really accumulated through that, and it's funny how TikTok is in the news again for de-influencing. Uh, that's, that's kind of fascinating because, first of all, you know how I feel about that uh, anyway, yeah. because this TikTok is or TikTok, what? Yeah. just in general, yeah. because I know we've had to get it out of our government as much as possible. I'm not sure they Still actually have, that. you know, but there's it's, there's a very different TikTok that America gets versus what is shown in China, yeah. right? So there's it's a very different way of managing actual behavior, and it looks like uh, instead of influencing now, we are learning that de-influencing hmm. is a thing. So it, it's uh, because we, we kind of tread this uh, fine line. We, Susan talks about MarTech or, or marketing technology a lot in business. So in TikTok, TikTok has this big, that's a business trend. If I'm a famous person and I'm wearing a particular clothing line or whatever, I'm influencing my followers to buy this set of clothes or to put on this particular makeup or whatever. So they've noticed a disturbing trend where these influencers may not be telling you the whole story and they're actually just pushing the, the products. Well, that's been marketing forever. Yeah. Right? But now there's there's trying to do a counter movement to that, and they're calling it de-influencing. It started with the right idea, obviously. Uh, Susan's pushing a line just because she's got a part ownership in it or whatever. You don't have to use her line. I found this other line that's actually it does all the things. It's less. So expensive. it's actually influencing. But it's now it's actually de-influence, but now it's so, influencing at the same. You know, how much do you think uh, Elon Musk influenced Twitter? I don't know, but we're going to find out when we get back. You know, I was going to say, just as we broke for that last one, it's all funny. I, I guess Elon Musk has appointed a new CEO. I think that he We've is... We've got a picture of that new CEO. Uh-huh. Right he says he's much better than the last one, by the way. <laughs> you know, today you're not limited to traditional mainstream media that doesn't support your family, your life, your values, or your business. OBBM Network News is available Monday through Friday, 5 and 9 p.m. Central Time and 6 and 10 Eastern Time on Traverse TV. And it's also available to anyone on many smart TV apps such as Rumble, Roku, and of course Traverse TV. Connect with us on obbmdfw.locals.com. Truth, Gab, Getter, and more. Remember to subscribe, rumble, like, and share wherever you're using social media. 
Get the audio podcast version of this show and over 30 others when you subscribe to the OBBM Network podcast on Spotify, iHeart, and wherever you're listening to podcasts. Thank you for watching and letting your friends know about this program. And please consider being a member of our Locals.com community at the $5, 10 or $25 level. And you can reach that through the QR code that you're seeing on your screen. We're 100% grassroots funded by you, and we want to thank our advertisers and remind our viewers to use their products and their services.